1: plushcare.com slash weight loss This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network.
2: Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates.
0: Hey man it's Kevin Smith, the guy who feels everything he says is so important that he's got six podcasts to his name and you're listening to Hey Fam, another podcast he's trying to get his elbow inside of. Man spread his voice around like a virus (laughs) Metro, you. I'm sh- yeah.
2: Hey fam, welcome to Serial
1: Serial, the show where uh, we talk about a murder The murder being this year's content And our criminal activity surrounding uh, its time of death And how we, what, destroyed content this year?
2: Hey fam is brought to you by MailChimp and Mail Squarespace Kimp.
1: Actually, I built a website on Squarespace this week. Oh, really? Yeah. cost heaps of money. Uh, we you don't know I actually
2: don't... use Squarespace.
1: Really? Mail <laughs> Um
2: Hey, what's up? You're listening to Hey Fam hey, what's Podcast. Up? What's up, everybody? What's up? Hey, the famers. Um, and my name's Levins. My name's Mark Maron. Mark Maron. By the way, I'm Angus Truscott. And uh, today we're going to tell you what are our favorite movies, TV shows, and video games yeah. of 2017, the year that we just finished because we're recording this in between Christmas and New Year's. We
1: said, look, families, I'm leaving you, you bitch. And then we turned our back on them wow. and said, we need to record. But then by the end of this episode, we learned what family was about and said, you know what? I'm coming back.
2: Co- content isn't for everybody.
1: It's not. Content's one of those things that it happens once a year. And if you been naughty or nice, <laughs> it, it delivers. And I think I was nice this year because there was a lot of content. There's of, there was a shitload. It was too much content. Even
2: maybe that's maybe we were naughty because that, because that was what we were we were cursed with.
1: Spoiler alert: my content spoiler isn't all from 2017, and oh, that's wow. what I found as an that's issue this year. Sense. I'm still catching up on stuff uh, in this new binge
2: culture where it's
1: prefaced that you watch everything at once, as opposed to taking years in between seasons. Yeah, I, the, I found that a was few years ago.
2: They would put out one movie. Now they put out 17 movies and you've got to watch them all in, a, in one weekend or it's it's ruined. Is it canon? Is it not canon? Is it? Is it Mirror
1: Universe? Steve Bannon. I am Steve Bannon of Facebook. Oh, that's good. That's good it's stuff. Uh, do, rep- you do, mo- do you
2: want to do movies or TV or games first? Or should we do what we're doing right now? Where's that, that dice? <laughs> I have the dice. I have the, I I have the, 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 the official series that she's dice for you to get it.
1: No, nah, look. Let's just. Uh, what's going to be? The <laughs> it, will, it
2: works, man. A hundred, almost at hundred episodes series issues where we roll a dice. It always works. I mean, get the it dice. always does good job.
1: And that was like nice natural crossover, expanding the universe of our podcast family. You know. I like to. Uh, I like to release
2: all the episodes of a podcast
1: in one hit. So all on. That's nice. I hated that, but I will get around to it. Can you call it a chance cube for this episode? Uh, much like Watto refers to it as during Star Wars Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. A four square? Two things I like. Pod racing and chance cubes. Um,
2: I can't find the pouch that the the dice is in. Oh, I know what to do. I'll get Siri to do it.
1: You can do it. Uh, Siri, roll the dice. It's three and
2: three. Okay, cool. Okay, so, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Siri so, said it's three so Alright, so normally we would assign numbers to Alright, okay, let's do that first okay, And cool. then I'll get Siri right. to roll all dice Alright, so we'll say that movies is one to two Movies is one to two And then we'll say TVs are uh, three, three to, to four. four And video games five to six
1: Alright Siri, roll a dice
2: Rolling Okay, six Six video games first <laughs> And then roll the dice again, and see what's next
1: Roll a dice again Video, oh, games. video games worth
2: to do that twice. Sure, right next. Roll
1: a dice again. It's six.
2: Nope. <laughs> Fucking hell. Roll the dice again. It's game again Okay.
1: Five. Oh. Roll l- the dice again.
2: She loves video games. It's five and
1: three. 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 Okay. So we've got video games. TV. TV. Then movies. Movies. Done. Definitely. Great. Thanks, Siri. That
2: was great. Now I know why I'm glad I kept it with the physical. Um, medium which of, you couldn't find I couldn't find I've lost it it's somewhere in your, in your house that your cat ate it
1: alright who goes first what are you heads or tails
2: we're we doing video games we're gonna do the no, best no
1: no wait wait Siri heads or okay. tails <laughs> Siri heads or tails <laughs> it's tails alright who is that <laughs> Sonic who's Sonic this? or tails yeah. Sonic or tails Video games, there go, Sonic Mania, Perfect. great game
2: Okay, great, so we're going to talk about our favourite video games of the year This
1: is going to be very similar, I think, to a degree And then other parts it's going to veer off into Into
2: re- weird random games that no one plays except me
1: uh, Starting with My Name is Jeff, the uh, six part game The episodic
2: six episodes video game um, So, I think the bulk of this conversation is going to be You talking about indies I was going to say, deciding whether or not it's Breath of the Wild or Mario Odyssey. If, yeah. we, if we have to assign an official, should that be the challenge? We have to assign mutually agree on the our fa- right. our, our favorite video game, our favorite movie, and, and our what's favorite better TV those show. Too.
1: Oh, and our favorite. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. more interesting. That's yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. Even though like Because we were talking about All the stuff we liked But then land on one You know what I hate Like ranking I hate doing the 10 to 1 No
2: ranking's dumb But if we just If we agree on like The one that like We put in the time capsule For future generations
1: Ranking no Skanking Yes I love to skank
2: I love to skank I love I love putting on A specials album Put on the specials. Put, turn Black up and white that, suit.
1: Turn up that treble. I'm putting the bass down yeah. and I'm turning up the treble. 100%. It's the only time I've the treble and I just skank in my living room. Sunglasses on or off? On. The
2: future's bright. <laughs> um, okay, so I guess it like... What was
1: your relationship with video games this year, first of
2: all? Like last Switch year, fucking... I was literally much oh, a yeah.
1: PS4 boy
2: and that was it. Well, last year, we said our favorite video game of the year was Uncharted 4. Yeah! Wow. What I don't are, what... think that's like I don't really like it, it. was between that and then for me, Firewatch and Inside, which are drastically smaller games than Uncharted Four.
1: Yeah, last year was a dud. I
2: think it was good. It just was Uncharted Four is great. I like, think it's a great game. The kind of universally loved game from last year was Overwatch, which was absolutely a game that doesn't appeal to me at all. So there was this year there were so many games that appealed to me that that are in everybody's top 10 it's also
1: was i think indicative of what 2016 was like that was a time where console was king like console hardwired to your tv and
2: uh (laughs) something's beeping in your house angus what is that i think it's my house someone else's house. right it's fine
1: um you know that was that could be like again and you know what man that that's super symbolic because look at this year's uncharted game it's like a Twenty percent of a major, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I loved it. I,
2: li- I liked it even more. And, and yet, I wouldn't even put it in my top ten games. Of the, of but that's the year.
0: crazy.
1: The that last year we got like a fully what would probably be the last huge star started uncharted twenty-plus hour campaign game. Very twenty sixteen. This year is like, all right, here's one, and it's leaner, it's half the price, and it's characters and other, like, I think that's a very good way to actually kick off uh, what video games happen this year. Like, you know, the bridge between mobile gaming and console gaming was. Obviously, you know, need we, you know, we spent 150 episodes or whatever talking about. The Switch came out, the mythical in between console, the tweener. It was neither It fucked our lives up. And you and I, you know what's amazing? You and I have two completely different relationships with the Switch. Yeah. And you play, I'd say, what, 60% of it handheld? 80% of it 80% handheld. 80% of it handheld, yeah. there you go. It's very, very, it's like, I would
2: say maybe even more, maybe 90% of it so handheld. that's
1: amazing. And that, that's not wrong. There's no right or wrong. And I, I, played, I will
2: actually sit in front of my television on the couch. Playing the Switch. Playing in handheld. So that's crazy. And yeah. that's
1: amazing. And you're that's what's beautiful about it. You and I have had two, we've been so excited about the Switch. But we had
2: two such very
1: different relationships with it. And that's awesome.
2: So you, you—it's your main console now.
1: At the moment, it's my main console. I'm a big fan of that uh, 60 frames per second and 1080p. Not that I care. Like uh, you know, I've noticed on some games when I'm playing handheld, it does not look anywhere near as good as when it's docked, and that's just a, you know, that's a that's a beautiful side effect we have to cope or you're with. You're also
2: very rarely getting 1080p in a, on a Switch game, even when it is. I think docked. Mario is it. Right. Oh. What about the boob slider?
1: Boob slider. Um, When you're playing Xenoblade, handheld, sometimes it's DS 360.
2: Oh, wow. It looks shit. Polygonal bobs.
1: At, like, 16 frames a second. Like, it's fucked when you get into major towns where there's, like, characters everywhere. Like, it's not at all good handheld. I will say that now. But, docked, beautiful. Fantastic. Big classic boy. Uh, But, yeah, you and I have had two very different relationships of it.
2: Yeah, and I think, like... um... Like you know, the, the the main two games that I think it comes down to when it comes to Switch is Mario Odyssey and um, yeah, and Breath of the Wild Zelda. Um, I think uh, what gives Zelda the edge for me. I mean, the the main part of gameplay is like just that sense of incredible discovery, but also I think even in in, in spite of being by far the bigger game out of the two, yeah, I think. Um, Zelda Breath of the Wild really lent itself to handheld gaming a lot in a lot a lot better than Mario did. You think so? Yeah. Why is that? I don't. I can't tell you why, but I, I played so much more of uh, of Zelda. Is that because it's a longer game? or no? I think it was just because it, it. I don't know. It, it, it was enormous, but it never felt like you were missing I played out more on the handheld well. scale. Whereas Mario, like you, did feel like you were missing out when you weren't playing. What's a better
1: game? looking game for you? See, I can't even pick because the style of Zelda Breath of the Wild is gorgeous I think Zelda overall Mario probably technically looks better Yeah, I, think, like I a, just think
2: Zelda just edges out everything for, for me yeah. this year
1: Zelda was a huge departure from what came before mm. Whereas Mario was kind of, and this isn't a detraction But Mario Odyssey was very much, a, hey, we're making them like we used to
2: yeah was, And then some And then some, exactly
1: Like it's like, the yeah, spirit yeah. of how we used to make it. I
2: still think they're both like 10 out of 10 games Oh, 100% But end, it's weird but It's just, like this yeah. year
1: we've had like You know, to put in Beatles terminology We had Sgt. Pepper and the White Album come out Like in the same year And it's just like Well, fuck They're so different for two different reasons How am I like, supposed to pick like Pepper,
2: Sgt. Pepper's more than White Album I
1: like White Album better fuck. I'd say Zelda's White Album is longer Yeah, I, okay, I'll, I'll give
2: it to you Yeah, sure Alright
1: But it's like that two amazing Excellent iconic records But two very different ones
2: Yeah definitely And like Did they Did the Beatles ever put out two albums in one year? No They were like A year <laughs> apart Lame bro How was Paul McCartney last week by the way? Man it was phenomenal
1: Yeah we didn't talk about that We did the Star Wars app Paul
2: was amazing We're too busy talking about some dumb movie Too busy talking about
1: uh, The Beatles of movies Paul was great 40 songs 3 hours He never took a sip of water during the thing He's wow. like Otherworldly You know we, Like one if Paltrow said like Put sun in your vagina Remember on her website She has that goop Like booty Beauty website Oh yeah, yeah I think he does shit like that Like he didn't eat I, He wasn't he toweling puts, his face off He puts
2: goop on his vagina He's
1: like, like star killer based I think he eats suns To stay alive Like he looked incredible He never sweated Like I was just like Wow I'm sweating and I'm sitting down Because it's hot He's <laughs> a robot Oh yeah He's a What do they call him In Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. again and An LMD I think he's an LMD
2: Alright Paul Laminardney um, but back to Zelda, uh, I just think, yeah, I, I think the... It was new. We've never played a Zelda like that. And it was like, it, it kind of like, it really, really held on to the idea that that very first Zelda game was about exploration and discovery. Yeah. And that's all... Think at the start, actually, I would say both Mario and Zelda are about that first More so almost, the Zelda almost, because it's, it's like the, no yeah.
1: plot. Like, think of the first Zelda game. You wake up in a room and it's like, go out and do an adventure. This is the same. You wake up and it's just like, exactly. go outside. And then... You pick up a stick. You pick up this, and it's just very narratively. It's beautiful the way it teaches you how to do the game.
2: Yeah, I love the combat. I love the traversal. I, I love, love the
1: s- fact you're on a plateau and you think that's the whole world at the start, and yeah, then you realize up. it's a like one thirtieth of the entire map. And you're like, yeah. whoa!
2: I just think nothing will ever. Like, I, I hope something does, but nothing at this point. I can't imagine any game ever beating. How much do you think it has to do with the fact it was on
1: the Switch, a brand new Nintendo console, which you and I had been. Pretty much losing sleep over. I don't think it
2: has anything to do with the fact that it was on a new console. I think it has to do with the fact that the Switch is successful. Hand he- no hand held handheld and console. Like the, the fact that I was able to play for like six hours at home and then go like, oh fuck, I'm gonna be late for this gig or whatever, and then yeah, just take it on it the train and keep playing on the train yeah. and then at the gig, yeah. like, and, I, and, <laughs> and then on the way home. Like, I, I think it was just it was great that I could just I, I never had to leave Hyrule. It was phenomenal. I think it was also, for me, oh,
1: Nintendo have made an amazing product. And I remember even, like, you know, Wii U came out, I'm just like, it's cool, I can walk five meters from my TV and still, you know, I can play on here and even trying to, like, you know, when you get a new thing and you're trying to show, like, a housemate or a friend, like, oh, check out this new thing I've got. Like, when the Wii came out, it was a no-brain. It's like, look, I'm bowling, I'm playing tennis. Like, I remember when the Wii U came out, it's just kind of like, oh, sometimes I can get a pen out and write on it and (laughs) Other times I can video chat, but I have to sit it next to my TV. Remember we tried video chatting on very the Wii? Strange. Remember that?
2: Yeah, I, I did. Like when you would, um, when you would do online Mario Kart, it would take a video of you playing, so you could see. That's right. You could see who you were about racing that. against. That was one cool, like one of the very few cool things that we you could do.
1: Um, and then it was just like a lot of kind of ideas, but none of them were thematically linked. It was just little ones like that, like oh, it films you sometimes, or. Sometimes I hold it on the side When I play one tech demo game Yeah, totally Whereas the Switch is just From day dot to me It was just so fully realised And from its UI To its, you know Just its ease of use It was gorgeous And the fact that Zelda was the first game The fact that they sold out of copies of Zelda Yeah For a launch game It's just insane
2: um, and, you know, you can go back to when we were recording episodes of HeyFam, all we wanted to talk about in like the two months it's following that, 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 that game release was about. Zelda. It was so consuming and, and, and joyous to be, to be playing that game.
1: Yeah, my game of the year, Zelda, notable shout outs goes to Mario Odyssey. Uh, Mario rabbits, another game which we spoke about a lot on
2: here yeah that's like that's my favorite game story I mean Nintendo sorry in general get like my overall favorite game story of the year is that like thank you just like the ultimate it it's never been better to be a fan of of, of Nintendo. And this is that, like
1: the early Wii days before the shovelware. This is like when 64 first came out. I don't know? think I've ever. I reckon this is
2: like Super Nintendo. If you this must like Game it, Boy, I would say if if you were someone that came, came on board like unlike the NES, and then when the Super Nintendo and the Game Boy came out, yeah, that's this is what, this is what this feels like. That's me. I don't think we've ever had this moment as Nintendo fans in our lives. No until now
1: just crazy success. you know what's amazing shout outs to this and this one that's not getting uh reported a lot never broke any release date promises every game they said is coming out like i was like there's no way mario is going to come out there's no way arms is going to come there's out there's no, no way, way that
2: last zelda dlc that was coming out this yeah, everything out. just came out everything when they said it all. Yeah, incredible was delayed yeah and all it took was completely shelving their last system and, and letting it die <laughs>
1: You can see that's when things that are real business, like you could see there were probably tense months worth of meetings where it's like, do we let the where you die unceremoniously yeah. and just focus on the switch? Or we, we
2: predicted that's what they were doing and that's clearly what they were
1: doing. Smartest business decision they've made in a long time.
2: Well, I mean, and also like you have that bizarre story of them not launching with the virtual console, the online services and that almost working in their favor because it meant that... The indie games are flourishing. I know. And it meant that so many more indie publishers came to the system because, like, you know... they like, the, the, you can't get Metroid? Well, I'll get you the Metroid game that, inspired. like, I was inspired by Metroid and here's my Metroidvania. And then we'll give you a, a game based on a failure of a movie, The Mummy, It's a Metroidvania-style 16-bit game and it's fucking terrific. That's just insane, isn't it? Like, there are so many bizarre stories where, like, games that shouldn't work or exist just thrived on the on, on the Switch. You told
1: me cruising for a bruisin.
2: And then, like, you have... The craziest story of the year Which was We ended up loving a game That we just furiously did not want It was a was- year
1: of us Not knowing what we wanted I think that's That's going to be the overarching theme right now And us
2: You know A game where we I think we recorded two episodes worth of complaints About Mario plus Rabbit's Kingdom Battle And then when it actually came out All we could complain about was the font No, all I could complain <laughs> yeah, about was the font I was, was fine with it but yeah. It's not that good though Upon reflection The, the game or the font? The game's incredible uh.
1: The font is balls <laughs> I get it though. Ubisoft, you know, they heaps into other languages. <laughs> Fonts fall on the wayside. It's, there was a French shout out to that game that too. The first Ubisoft game I have played in years where it hasn't broken. <laughs> um, South Park was a game I would have chucked in the list, but it uh, it's, it's th- three months on it, I still don't have a patch. A real I, tragedy
2: I, I, of twenty seventeen. Yeah,
1: um, I played. It, I finished it. It was enjoyable. I would love to finish it. Look, if anybody has finished it, uh, I finished it. Let me know what happened in the comments. <laughs> But also if there's a patch Can someone let me know? Yeah It's totally. been three months now And the game is broken and I turn the PS4 on every day To see if it's downloaded a patch And there's nothing
2: That's such a bummer It's a bummer But you know On the opposite end of that Is is Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle Which was this incredibly polished game That not only Shouldn't like have but not only like combined two things that I never wanted to see together, the, tactical the, strategy, and... well, no, the rabbits and Mario, but yeah. also did it in a game style that I've never been a fan of before, and in fact, it taught me to love the, the genre of game it, so much so that I want to play XCOM. Now. More so, I think
1: than any of the games we've discussed on Nintendo Switch, it utilized. It was probably the best Switch game in the sense that it was perfect handheld game and a perfect tv game like tactical strategy is so handheld because yep. you know we've seen like clash of clans all those games on iphone which are you know tactical you know build this and this troop out whatever it was great to be able to play that game pick it up jump on the train and pick up where you left from without any jarring like oh which boss am i up to again or something like the fact it's turn-based really lent itself to a system that was portable
2: definitely and it was really it was a that was like just a brilliant game to like feel like you were mastering. You know, I 100 of that game because I was just so addicted to the gameplay. And, the score, and it was great. Every, yeah, everything, was... everything about it was was just just perfect. Yeah, I just, it I, 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 It got quite like it got pretty good reviews. I think if a lot of reviewers were able to go back to that, yeah, and give it, a, I think a lot of those reviews. I think it was Rabbit Stigma.
1: I think if it was a Nintendo game without the rabbits, characters it would have got really good reviews.
2: But I think I, I like you know there were rabbit characters in Mario Odyssey. And I found myself in a position where I was like, I kind of just wish these were rabbits. Yeah,
1: it's so weird. (laughs) It's so interesting when that game came out and the villains, the Brutals. Yeah. And you're like, oh, they've gone for white rabbits. It's extremely interesting. And they're like gangsters. Yeah. Like, I
2: I love Mario Odyssey like so, so much. I think it's a fantastic game that I'll definitely, you know, I I will eventually. I think it's amazing. I love, you know, I still check I prefer
1: it to rabbits Mario.
2: Yeah, I think I do. In but in theory, but I also like you know I, I can't lie with the statistics. I played more of Mario Plus Rabbids than I did Mario Odyssey. That's wild. I reckon if you checked your your time play, you probably would too. Yeah, wow, you're probably right. Um, it, go, it goes Breath of the Wild like 120 hours, and then I got 140 uh, on Breath of the Wild. That's awesome. I've actually I haven't I haven't checked on it since I've been playing all the DLC. I haven't so done the DLC yet. I want to finish Odyssey and Xenoblade. Um, and then. Uh, yeah, I, I think Odyssey is at like like forty hours, and then Mario Plus Roberts is at forty five. That's insane. Um, so yeah, that was like such a wild surprise, and you know, there's still story DLC coming. They just announced the co op mode. Yeah, that's right. We're well, not co op mode, sorry. Um, versus like versus on um local versus mode, which is great, great addition. That was free. Like I honestly, like it is like it it is the coolest story of the year. That this game that nobody wanted ended up being one of the most fun and satisfying games I played yeah, this year. It was great. Yeah, so Sh- ma-
1: special special shout out to Mario Rabbids.
2: That's probably my top three: like Mario yeah, Odyssey, Mario Rabbids, and, and and Zelda Breath of the Wild. It's
1: a uh, Wintendo for us, wasn't it?
2: One hundred percent. And I think if you once I go past beyond that three, then there's the PlayStation game, near Automata, the I've got to um, play it. the Square Enix game um, featuring a uh, l- a lingerie robot, Great. <laughs> uh, who is a robot and. <laughs> um, it's it's it's, a, it's really hard to explain game, but it was it reminded me in parts of like an like an RPG set in the Metal Gear Solid Five engine almost. It feels like I love that um, this like semi-open world setting with heaps of enemies to take down and it's a sequel, isn't it? Really, uh, it's in th- kind of. I, I've, I, at no point was I like I wish sure. I played the first one of these, um, but like the combat's excellent. The music is. Like phenomenal, and it won an award at the Games Awards for oh, wow. best, best music in video games. Well, won Best ski. Game Baby? Zelda, bro. Did you see
1: one of our friends was there? Friends of the pod? No, who was that? Hideo Kojima. No, of course, the friend of the pod. Came out and gave, uh, dropped that third trailer for Death Stranding. Did you watch
2: that? Uh, I'm not watching those, those weird mood things.
1: You're fucked. Do <laughs> you know how insulting that is? It's like art that's like refusing to look at the Mona Lisa. Yeah, but I don't really get anything out of it. Again, super fucked. <laughs> you haven't watched... How do you know you haven't watched I've it? I've watched two of them. I don't know watch... the, the watch third one. Why? <laughs> how did you not like the first
2: two? Like, I think they're cool. I just, like, I, I just would rather just see they're them. Hint. There's
1: heaps going on in there. Yeah, but
2: they're probably also going to be in the game. I would rather them. Probably just no, watch he doesn't them. do that. These are like, separate entities. Okay, well, if it comes out that they're not in the game, I'll watch them. Watch them. Just I, watch, don't disrespect him. I don't, I don't. I. I. I'm extremely excited for Death Stranding, but I don't need to watch. I don't Should like. We- i I, I'm, I I. have like a thing. I. Don't, I don't like watching more than two trailers of something. That's so strange. I'll
1: allow it, but it's extremely strange.
2: Because I just feel like this is in the year of like movies and TV shows revealing and video games too revealing way too much of their plot through their trailers. And I think I this like is like barely- once I'm on board for something like, I'm just on board. I. I mean. It's just called Death Stranding I'm, I'm gonna wait for a gameplay trailer yeah. And that'll be me I'm, I'm I don't think we'll get that one. More from that.
1: You don't think so? Hideo works in mysterious ways
2: Yeah uh, I mean, what, what happens in the fucking trailer? Does someone like give birth to a baby doll Who there's has There's a weird eyes? baby No,
1: there's a baby in it And then someone falls in water And their mouth's opening up Because they can't breathe And then it goes down their esophagus and then you see like a baby staring at the camera like a tiny. It's so bizarre.
2: They just remind me of episodes of the Adult Swim show Xavier Renegade Angel. Did it reminds you ever
1: watch me that? of um, no it reminds me of like uh like tool music videos. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good.
2: Like I think it's I, I think it's like I think it's really cool that they exist. They're just not something that I have an interest in at this point. Well, look, if you're
1: bored and you have nothing to do for 4 minutes, you should watch the new Death Stranding trailer. Okay. All right, I will. For Hideo. All right, I will. Cuz there's it. a voice so at one point Something goes, oh yeah And and then when he presented the game awards He went like, oh yeah That was the one statement he said to the audience And everyone (laughs) cheered And he's so good because he's wearing head to toe Hideo Kojima gear
2: (laughs) Does he have a fashion line?
1: No (laughs) (laughs) That's what I mean Uh, Again, he's done it Well, Every time I sit in this chair, it breaks Only person
2: Does anyone else sit in this chair? Chloe Okay, I'm significantly heavier than Chloe
1: Well, we can switch chairs next time
2: And see if I can break that one
1: yeah, let's test it out.
2: Um, so, Zelda, Mario Odyssey, and Mario Plus Bowser's were like my top three. Notable near Automata, and then I think closing out. If I do, if I do do a top five video games, I would put SteamWorld Dig Two. Yes. Um, which was uh, a, a downloadable game that was out on Switch and Ooh. Steam and all the rest. Um, and uh, Steam World. Wow, it's very true. Um, and it was a sequel to a game that I thought was pretty good when it was out on 3DS. I never finished it, but this was just like so much more fully realized. It would had the the Metroidvania esque elements of like you know coming across an area and not being able to access it and knowing that you needed an upgrade to get back through there, and then re exploring and mining for different materials and mm. it just balanced a lot of things. And I I, I, I thought. It, the, the gameplay and the game loop really hooked me.
1: I'm doing some shout outs, Horizon Zero Dawn.
2: I'm sorry I never finished you because Zelda came
1: out. Yeah, you got Zelda so hard. It I was feel so pretty. bad. Like unfortunately
2: <laughs> I played eight hours of you, Horizon yeah. Zero Dawn. And it was then great. but then when I went back I just I, it was too much. I, I warned
1: you too, didn't I? Yeah.
2: But you but you didn't even play any of it, right? Or No,
1: I played like eight hours of it, but then something else came out.
2: So you, you, you but after you'd finished Zelda you played? Yeah, it? yeah, right.
1: Um something happened. So another big game. I think it was Mario Rabbids. Oh, and I was right. like, I think I want to play this more. Also, shout outs to the first hour of Persona 5, which I started. It's brilliant. But I was like, Zelda's out. And I'm going to devote full time to So that'll be like... My game of next year Maybe even despite the fact It's a year old
2: Yeah Persona 5 Is definitely like My biggest gaming regret I tried to make time for it um, So okay You uh, can come to it later Very true Which is wanna, what I learned I, A lot yeah.
1: about this year It's like I don't have to play things The week they come out Yeah but
2: when There's this many good things Coming out Week after week After month after month it's, Well maybe it's this like, year will be
1: Next year will be shit And that's cool that's And then we totally have a lot true. of stuff Yeah
2: yeah This year was on you do know incredible. what's this, Nintendo. I think this, is, this year is my favorite year of video games of all I time. I think
1: it is in a long time. I can't remember a year it was
2: this good. Where did Tiny Toons on uh, SNES come out? <laughs> Not again. I'm um, just looking through our little, uh, our, our, our group Where voted top 20 games. Um, yeah, I also, I, I loved Uncharted Lost Legacy, but I think it's telling that like a game that I thought was better than Uncharted 4, which I said was my favorite game of last year, Uncharted Lost Legacy, I wouldn't even put in my top. Are you sure you
1: like it more than Uncharted 4?
2: I don't think so. I think it, it was way less meandering. It was it just kind of was everything I liked about that game. I love Natty w- Drake. In a brisk way. You love Nathan Drake. Yeah, I, I did like the story. I love
1: Natty Drake so much. Yeah. Um, um, I love
2: Sully and Natty Drake. I've got to give a shout out to um, Nidhog 2 as well. Yes. I spoke about that recently on the yeah. podcast, but that was my favorite multiplayer game of the year. That's it was right. a Great soundtrack, hilarious visuals, and just... Such an incredible uh, game to play with with a bunch of friends in one room. Games done and dusted. Tick. We did it. Games, everybody. Games have TV. been played by us, and we loved most of them. To V. I, 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 should we give a little shout out to us just being not not giving a fuck about Destiny Two or um, Oh yeah, Star Wars, Wars Battlefront or any you of the games with loot, with loot boxes in them? Yeah, that, that like you know that was like the big story in games this year. Was, yeah. Loot boxes Ruining games And we're lucky To be boys That do not give a fuck About those It's like Nintendo games Don't with. do
1: that shit Yet
2: Yeah well, they, they kind won't. of do They do They just make them amiibo So you buy a physical thing
1: I don't feel bad About playing the darker side uh, Missions with my amiibo It's like
2: I've paid for that right You know I can you get those. You get those free hearts I need six hearts baby Angus, I don't care about games anymore. Me neither. Don't I want to me. talk about whatever the DICE told us to talk about next. Siri said TV. TV it is. So yep. let's talk about the best television of 2017. Wow. what are you, uh, Do you want me to go first? Yes. We we have to... We, oh, wait. So wait. Do we decide that the best game of 2017 Zelda. was... Zelda. Yeah. My, okay.
1: That was mine and that was yours. Was, so we it's, can it's have separate aside. ones. Okay, cool. Yeah. All
2: right, cool. So I'm going to put forward <laughs> that... Um, I, I watched... A considerable amount of TV this year. I think you would have watched more than me overall. Maybe.
1: You did a lot more Weibo TV.
2: Um, that's true. I watched a little bit more Hey Famine, a.k.a. Yeah. Anime. Hey Famine. Um, but uh, I want to put forward that I think our favorite television show is going to be a little comedy that we both discovered this year Yeah. Uh, called Nirvana, The Band, The Show. In fact, we, we we can't even claim discovering it. It was us reaping the benefits of starting a Patreon chat. And uh, one of our listeners and sub- supporters, Ben Zeri, uh, told us to watch this show. That's actually your origin
1: story. Mine's different. Oh really? Okay. Well, I worked with for about three years. Used to know. He lived in Canada for years, and he knew them. Oh, your girlfriend I in had, Canada. it? Your girlfriend in Canada. Yeah, my girlfriend in Canada is actually uh, his her uncle. His uncle works He's at Nintendo. Canada, yeah. And she, he was telling me he was sending me some screenshots about the show. No, uh, I have over there actually the web series on DVD, which he got from them signed. It's like. Two meters from us now. For years, he was telling me he's like, "You've got to watch." Angus this is show. pointing at his cat. That's that's what DVDs look like in Canada. <laughs> uh, so that no, we have. All I would say we have different origin stories. Don't lump me into yours. Okay. Well, I I, I, had never I heard am Miles of these, Morales to your Peter Parker. I I'd never own. heard
2: of these dudes before, and um and and uh, uh, one of our supporters told us to check out this show that was on the SBS on demand app. It is a um experimental comedy show in which is half filmed. Like a reality TV yeah. show featuring two comedic actors acting out their lines yeah. in front of an unsuspecting crowd. Um, and then the other part is them kind of goofing around in an apartment. Heaps I believe of, it's the
1: type of show that comes alive in editing. That's right. You know?
2: Heaps of pop culture references and video game references.
1: Lots of one sources, <laughs> funny old scientist man, little boy, real good catchphrases. You're it's thinking a, of BoJack Horseman. Thinking of ho- ho- HoJack ball,
2: Um But... Bojack Broadband. I really think um, this this show was just like I haven't seen a comedy like this in a long, long time.
1: I think since Becca was the last time I was touched like this <laughs> by a uh, comedy. Uh, I know it's fantastic. It's yeah,
2: it's it, it's really, really unique and remarkable. And you
1: feel like it's made just for you. One hundred percent. You're watching, you're like, oh, I get this joke, no one else does, and you're like, oh, everyone gets. Yeah, yeah. Everyone they're played. T- they're Night. talking
2: about Star Wars and 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 playing Goldeneye. Yeah, no one like, did that. Oh wait, everyone my age has done that. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that for me is like kind of the most As I look back on everything I've watched this year I think that sticks out as the most fun and unique
1: I'm putting it down as my favorite new discovery
2: Oh, you're going to say there was Twin a Peaks, lot of, aren't you?
1: I think Twin Peaks for me was like, again, like I've, I've said it on the podcast too It was like post-TV It shouldn't have happened mm-hmm. David Lynch is like 200 years old Yep Mark Frost is a little
2: bit younger 700 in dog years
1: they got band back together. 14, sorry, 14,000. Made uh, 18 hours of a TV show solely directed by David Litt. Like all of it, all the odds are against it for actually happening. Yep. And it actually happened. And at one stage, it's going to be, I think, six episodes or quite a smaller amount. It was extended to 18 episodes to fit the director's vision. Like every actor came back. It's insane. The uh every, the fact that all of these people came back to a show, which is already so so much of a cult show. And very difficult for people to get into it. So, it, again, it, you know, it, it's a thing you love or hate.
2: Yeah, it's it, it's not a show that anyone that was watching it was like, yeah, just start watching this season. You'll pick it up straight like away. Like the
1: X-Files. I think the X-Files are easy for people to get, get jumping on because there's a lot of standalone episodes. And you kind of get the idea of the show. You could get them from a few. This is very much if you miss a second, you're fucked. And it was basically, you know, parts of the Twin Peaks this season was like when you're in an art gallery and you wander into a room and there's a video playing and you kind of It's a 40-minute short film or something and you catch five minutes of it and you're just like, whoa, that's why... Like, a lot of the show was like that. It broke every rule. It, You know, there were scenes that make no sense, scenes that had no payoff and that was the best thing about it. It it shouldn't have happened. It was like avant-garde television. You know, we've heard the golden age of TV. This is like almost, to me, I think the response to that, this was just like art television. So, to me, that's a a huge one. But in addition to it, and it's kind of a cheat... Because it was the third season. I know mean, it's not a cheat. Uh, the Leftovers was a show which, you know, got no love for so long and eventually found its feet and ended on such an incredible note. Uh, it's only three seasons long. We spoke about it this year a lot on the pod. I'm
2: almost, I'm almost at the end of season one. It was
1: phenomenal. It was phenomenal. I think I've, I, 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 I've yet to see a show which just has such a great singular vision and ending all by same cast, crew, director, you know? So good It's only like 20 episodes I think the whole thing It's so short How many episodes
2: are in season 1 2 and 3?
1: Three? Uh, 3 is like 6 episodes 2 is like 8 episodes And 10. 1 is one, 10 one, It's like yeah. very short yeah, It's yeah, sure. so good
2: Yeah I can't wait to catch up And, and finish it all it's a, it's a It's a. difficult show to watch Just before bed though The themes are quite heavy
1: Oh yeah I know Justin Theroux is incredible in it
2: My favourite um, code breaker
1: My favourite Like him better than his cousin Louis <laughs>
2: Are they related, actually? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Whoa. it's his cousin. That's insane. Yeah. The shit you learn doing a podcast. I know. Wow. Um, So, another uh, show that had its third season this year, um, but it wasn't its final season, hopefully it will come back, is Fargo. Yes, um, which I haven't watched that season. Yeah, so it was quite polarizing this season. Um, a lot of people did not like it. Um, it's the last Jedi of uh, Fargo. Well, yeah, well this well, season one and two are like kind of beloved almost universally yeah. by everyone who watched it because it you know pays homage to... Fargo and the Cullen mo- and the Colin brother movies that are the most like Fargo. So yeah. there's elements of late like Miller's Crossing and that's kind of it, really. I guess. Garfield Two. Yeah, yeah. Garfield, um, Marmaduke. Uh, Garfield Two,
1: great. Smurfs Britain. Too. <laughs>
2: um, but this season, as Fargo uh, paid kind of tribute to the goofier side of Colin Brothers. It was just
1: the Lady Killers remake, wasn't it? No. The it whole was, thing was like, 10 episodes of the Lady it Killers. It was like
2: Burn After Reading where which it was is like I After really After dark slapstick kind of vibe. I love um, Burn After Reading. Yeah, and Hudsucker uh, um, Proxy even yeah. parts, which is another favourite of mine. And Lady Killers um, remake again. Is that... People still love, like... That, it was one of David Stratton's favourite movies. Isn't that bizarre? Not really. It's like an old whack guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone liked that movie. I thought... I, I, I remember seeing... I bought that just because like... You know, it was Coen Brothers and at the time when I was yeah. collecting DVDs or whatever, which is the most useless thing I own. You could uh, just got a cat from Canada Man. <laughs> yeah. Um, like me. be like me. But that one is just like unforgivably bad in the, in, the, in their Canada film. I
1: think it came out after Oh Brother Were Out that as well, which is such a high in their like yeah, totally. canonical career. Yeah. Um, and, then and, and, like-
2: then, and then they did another one that a lot of people view as a, as a miss too, the um, uh, Intolerable Cruelty. With uh, Oh,
1: yeah. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
2: I really like that with Clooney and. Is it Sandra Bullock? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is that them? Yeah, that's them. Wow. It's a really underrated movie. It's a great okay, romantic. It's like they're it taking a romantic comedy. Um, but yeah, this season of Fargo was. It, it, it kind of. Went kind of more. There was an entire episode that was a tribute to Bart, um, a tribute to the Barton Fink That's right. which is set in, in, in California that I loved. But overall, the themes of the of the show were way more high concept than the, f- the first two seasons. While also paking fun at everything it was doing at the same time, it like never really took itself seriously, but also managed to take itself more seriously and do bigger things than the previous two series. Pretty yeah. weird. It was a very, very strange, and I understand why people didn't like it. Two but times McGregor. I fucking loved it. Yeah, having you and McGregor play two two brothers.
1: And now he's found his love. You know, he's both him and Mary Elizabeth Winstead have split from their wives and husbands, and they're now an item after meeting on this. What?
2: Yeah. I don't know. That's amazing. They're a full, full dog item. Um, are their partners trash? I don't know. Should Probably I be happy not. about this? Because I love both of those two people.
1: Just be happy for them Okay, I'll be happy for them People can get out of relationships It's okay
2: Maybe their partner's Hooked up with each other too Damn That'd be really beautiful While watching Lady Killers Yeah Um, And uh, a great cast Tom
1: Hanks looking like Colonel Sanders, right?
2: A great cast, including um, Carrie Coon, who was yes, yes, who was, was in the leftovers. leftovers. Yeah, who was phenomenal in the she's leftovers. leftovers. yeah, um,
1: she's amazing. The leftovers, man. Last episode. Call me when you watch it.
2: Yeah, we'll do. Of course, I'll be boiling my eyes out. Apparently,
1: yeah, it's just no. It's such a great ending. You seldom get a show now where it has a really good ending. Sure. Especially from the guy who
2: did Lost. Yeah, yeah, and then um uh Daniel Felut Fel- 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 uh,
1: da- Flu, Th- David Flu- Thewlis, Thewlis, who played uh, Professor uh, Lupin in the Harry Potter films, and and,
2: uh, and Ares in uh, in and Ares CG Ares CG Ares in in Wonder Woman, but uh, like his performance in in the season of Fargo is absolutely uh, just like, phenomenal, Great. and and it changed the way I thought of like I think I enjoyed Fargo all the more because of him, him in it. Yeah,
1: um, other shit that I got a big old stiffy for. Mm. Boing Wow Stranger Things 2 Okay So like Yeah I don't don't need to say anything else about that That It was incredibly enjoyable A joy to watch And You know Again Netflix Doing God's work uh, In terms of streaming content Latest season of Veep Yep It was great A great season where You know It's not in the White House It's a different season I didn't know that yeah, it's like a different setting, it's great It's I love when a series can, you know, be quite confident That it's like, let's see if the show works If we remove something from it
2: Remove the entire premise almost
1: Yeah, so that's extremely interesting And just a great new, it felt very fresh again Yeah, wow To see it not about that Because think about politicians, some of them don't have long careers, you know
2: Man, I'm going to hit that buy button on iTunes and just smash Man, those I, seasons. I,
1: I think I got them on a hella cheap I think I got each season for $9 That's rad and we saw Armando Anucci uh, speak at Town Hall. Uh, the creator in of, the, of Creator of Veep, Alan Partridge, think of it. And I think it must have been like a special like deal they did. It wasn't advertised, but we went on and it was like, oh, all the seasons of Veep is so cheap. Hit that motherfucking cheap Veep. button. Cheap Veep.
2: That's a a show that doesn't get as much love as it used to, too. So it's good to hear you rave about it. Yeah,
1: it It was fantastic. It was real fish. Well, I mean, she won the, you know, whatever again. She's won every year. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, she's... Julie, Louis Dreyfus is incredible. And Handmaid's Tale. Beautiful show. Confronting show. Very important show for now. Because you watch it and you think it's this dystopian future and you realize a lot of places in the world actually live like this right now. And we're extremely... Lucky. Yeah,
2: in so it, 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 that's set in, in the not too far I out think it's future like
1: now, basically. It's like an alternate timeline.
2: But it cuts back to before. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So
1: I mean, life before and then after this super Christian government came into power and stuff. Again, very similar to Leftovers, where Leftovers deals. Not very similar, but it has like 2% of the world vanishes, is like 2% of the world can procreate. Yeah, so well, it plays with this
2: really interesting. Again, another one that I wish I would watch with my wife because we'd really it in enjoy your, it. But
1: pretend you're having an affair, but go watch it in your car. Yeah, I don't know about watching The Handmaid's Tale all alone. It's a great look. Okay, all just right. someone discovering you in the van, just watching the hands. No, I'm not it's having not an it affair. It's not what it looks
2: like. It's a dystopian future.
1: Yeah, it's not real. In fact, some of the flashbacks are now. <laughs> this is a warning.
2: Um, so while you were watching Veep, I was being a weeb. I love that. Kind of works. Like, it doesn't, but yes, it does. <laughs> uh, I watched uh, a whole bunch of anime this year, and my favorites were um, one show that I discovered all alone. Big anime titties. Uh, the big anime titties in it. Um, it's called Gamers, and it is the uh, a show about based on a bunch of uh, of, of light novels. Light novels. Um, I that, hate those
1: heavy novels. I'm so glad they've started being a lot lighter.
2: But it's about a, a young kind of shy boy who loves playing video games, who uh, bumps into like the hottest girl at his high school, um, and we've all it, been there. As in, and she invites him to join her video game club. We've all been there. And you know, he at first he can't believe that. Uh, big anime. This girl that he has a massive crush on likes video games like he does. And then it, it's, it becomes this bizarre love square between these. Oh, sorry, five. Love Pentagon. Uh, but between all these characters who are brought together through their love or. Big animated dis- t- Sorry, it's actually six. Hexa- love Hexagon. Wow. No, it's five. Pentagon. Pentagon. Yep. I love Pentagon um, and it, it, it's like in parts commentary on the way we play video games and what we allow video games to like get away with yeah. but for the most part it's this hilarious like comedy of misunderstandings um, which I know a lot of people on the internet were very upset about but I found very amusing and uh, I think the, the voice the you know I think that, that was like the big thing for me all the anime that really really stuck with me like yeah it's important for it to look good but when the voice acting, you know, has to do so much more when it's in a, um, a language that you don't speak because especially in the next one I'm going to talk about too, you know, when people are portraying so many different emotions or maybe the characters are doing other characters while, you know, in their own voice. It, 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 it it's takes, a hard job, isn't it's it? It's a hard job. And, and, and I think game has had some of the best voice acting um, that I heard in any kind of animation yeah. this year. Um, and then also... Um, I've talked about a lot on the show Descending Stories Showa Genroku Rakugo Shinju about um, uh, basically like almost like a hundred years following this uh, slowly dying old um, Japanese theatre which is like performed by one person in which they basically tell stories to an audience in which they play all the characters in the story Um, and it had uh, moments where it kind of you know was about pre and post war Japan and um, Also just moments of like You know relationships And um, these All the people small things Well These people whose lives Are completely changed True by, care Truth brings By the fact uh, That they are part of this This, this theatre um, Yeah It was a really really unique I've got to watch show. it It's on my list Finally um, I'm it up every year I'm the only person I know that watches it Oh Legion was great too yeah. I forgot about Legion Legion You never finished that I really enjoyed Legion One to watch uh, The second season is coming soon Apparently Oh great um,
1: Who owns it now Disney?
2: I guess so. But Noah Hawley, you know, he, he did Fargo, he also did Legion. And uh he's just someone that I'm just going to watch absolutely everything he maybe does. Maybe he's a
1: now. matchmaker, maybe Aubrey Plaza and uh Old Mate are gonna wind up together.
2: Oh yeah, that'd be great. That's cool, isn't it? Um Maybe he can date Ewan McGregor's brother from Fargo season three. Now that's pod racing. Um and then uh finally another comic book property, Agents of Shield. Yeah. Um I just think this year it, we started out this year midway through the season four, and I think that was the most fun I've ever had watching a comic book uh, TV show ever. It's so big. It was the first television show that ever felt like reading a comic. How's Colson? Just the best. Just so good. Basically, they, they, they did three arcs in this one season. They split it up with like little breaks in between each six episode arc. Um, and the first one was all about Ghost Rider. Then it was all about. Um, LMDs and so someone makes like robot versions of all the members of, of the, this, you know, the shield Daddy. but then there's like you know they have to fight them all it's like it was that's by far the highlight of the season and then it ended on a very very promising start but it didn't nail the landing unfortunately of them trapped in this alternate reality that was created by one of the LMDs um, really really fun and silly and crazy comic book shit. Um, that paid off if you've watched the show from the start. Yeah, wow. And uh, it was good to be rewarded for, for sticking with this show that I've, I've com- considered dropping many times. It was I'm a reward. Now very glad that I didn't. Good. Yeah. TV,
1: so your favorite out of all
2: those? Uh, I think, like, uh, it's hard to say. I guess Nirvana, the show, the band, I think, as far as just, like, just being something completely new and unique this year that sure. like, really, really captivated me and was something that i recommended to so many different people. I think that makes my favorite of, favorite of the year. Uh, Twin Peaks for me. How we how we I, we needed to choose on one that we both watched. I think the only one. Oh, no,
1: we, I thought we were doing one each. Like that's yeah, your favorite, and that's my favorite. Oh, I, I
2: thought I was gonna. Say, I know you hate doing this because you are an early child, but uh, I thought. Yeah, I no, thought...
1: I am a. I've I have my. I've carved my own identity. I am fine with that. I am fine with having a legacy that's just to my name. Levin's pick is Nirvana the band the show. Well, then I'd probably put descending stories. Descending stories. There you
2: go. Yep. We it's can agree on being... that. We
1: both like Nirvana the band the show. Yep. The Nav- yeah, Nirvana the band the show. Your Levin's big. Seal of approval is uh, Descending Stories. Yep, Mine is Twin Peaks 2. Perfect. Three. Three. Uh, um, and, and may we never have to and share... And Leftovers. Maybe it would have been Leftovers if we both watched that. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. There's all these could have been... Lots of
2: great television this year. May we never have to share a packet of Maltesers ever again.
1: Oh, I just don't <laughs> touch my food.
2: Um, so now we move on to movies. The final thing we're going to talk about in this Which episode. I think...
1: do we... You know, Did we speak about movies most this year Or games or what I, I reckon we spoke
2: about video games the most this year Yeah, you're right um, Just Though, because the Switch really like changed the way we played So yeah. I think we were able to play more
1: I watched a lot more of uh, films out On home entertainment this year Oh right Because the, old, the window the between system. movies You know, being released in cinemas And coming out on like VOD Like especially indie movies I don't know if you know about the movies That Sufjan Steven makes Yep uh, they come out a lot quicker than He makes win- games too I play a lot of his games Yeah you play it. a lot of Sufjan's games The window between them Is quite small now Like from when it hits The cinema to
2: mm. VOD and if, if if not Exclusive VOD Sometimes anyway the, yeah. yeah
1: it's really interesting So um, I mean that's a trend And I'm not saying It's a good trend I mean it means you know, cinemas, what are they going to be? Just like blockbuster houses, you know what I mean?
2: I think there's one last blockbuster um, on Victoria Road uh, in, the, in in between my house and the city. And oh, I wow. always drive past it and it's finally closing down. It's a nail it's, in a coffin. Yeah, and they, had, they, and they even made signs saying, you know, closing down, everything must go. But they made the signs on sheets, like bed sheets, like it's clerk like a, style.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, it's exactly... Is that, a, is that on purpose? I don't know. Is that a K-Smith trip? Yeah, <laughs> very weird, isn't it? Do you remember like... Do you remember you could get those things, VHS cleaners, you drop like little droplets in a VHS, pop it in your
2: VCR to yeah, clean it? Yeah, cleans it, yeah, yeah. That's
1: fuck, Imagine telling kids that. <laughs> that's, that's like walking 10 miles I, to I tell my
2: son that every, every, every time when he goes to bed. Until he respects you. Until he, until he falls asleep. <laughs> I'm going to tell him that until he respects me. Um, so I didn't see that many movies this year. I, I think I saw more than I did last year. But, you um, saw two Lego movies with me at the cinema? Oh, fuck yeah, I left out one. Good idea. I put um, one on there, don't worry. Um, what was that called? Lego Ninjago movie. Well, oh, I put on Lego Batman. Yeah, obviously. But I'm just, I'm, I'm, like, if you want me, I'll go through every movie I saw this year. There's 14. Dunkirk, Power Rangers, Give Me Future, Justice League, Lego Batman, Wonder Woman, The Last Jedi, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Spider Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok, Blade Runner 2049, Your Name, Logan, and Lego Ninjago. Wow. And your name's not even technically 2049. No,
1: it's not. But it, for Australia, it is. Things, yeah. Let's just, for you or not, for Hayfam it is. It
2: is true. Um, and then I guess I'll, if, if we could also count fucking yoga hoses in there too.
1: Ooh, does that mean we have to count some other ones as well, Mister <laughs> Nanny?
2: Uh, no, I'd seen that when I was a kid. That's not yeah. To me. Yeah, yoga- yeah, we did watch yoga hoses this year. Yoga- and yoga hoses was late 2016, I think. Should have been later, shouldn't it? Should never. Just never, just as late as possible. Free Johnny Depp, innocent. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess for me, like the the real standouts, I think. You know, yoga just, Hoses. Yeah. Yoga if there was
1: one movie I watched this year and I was like, I want to watch a dad film his daughter's butt doing yoga.
2: Fucking hell.
1: But I also want his wife to be in the movie. I'm and so also, tired. I want the other girl's dad to be in it and his ex-wife.
2: I was tired of watching the the Yoga Hoses movie than I was drunk while watching the, the first 45 minutes, The Last Jedi. What,
1: what what movie was better? Like tired Yoga Hoses or drunk Last oh, Jedi? Obviously
2: Last Jedi. Yeah. Yoga Hoses is the, like... Far and away, like, top three worst movies I've ever seen in my life.
1: That's the work of a sad stoned man, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. That's the work of somebody who just got into weed in their Nazi 50s.
2: sausage. Wow. Um, so Ralph,
1: what's his name? Ralph Gorman?
2: Ralph, whatever his name the is. The guy so, just yeah.
1: really having 40 minutes way too long in this movie. Just
2: I can't even remember, bro. I'm, I'm out. I might watch it again. Oh, God. Watch it with our, with our commentary, which I should make available on Bandcamp for, so you can Whoa. suffer through our misery. We've um, made
1: enough money off Kevin Smith's uh, f- failings this year.
2: Um, so uh, I think of all of those movies that I said, my top three would have to be um, The Last Jedi, Dunkirk, wow. Wow. and Spider-Man Homecoming.
1: Oh, man. I think it's always the same as mine. Really? Mine. Uh, look, here are films. I saw a lot of films this year. I'm a big fan. Uh, Film buff Let me hear him fam uh, Get Out Phenomenal oh, I never saw that phone. Your name, Phenomenal Yep uh, The Disaster Artist mm-hmm. Phenomenal I'm going to say phenomenal After all They've really written down The phenomenal I've ones. said that a few, a few times This episode So uh, you're biting my words. These are the ones That have stuck out with me So I've seen a lot more Than this But they, okay What I'm going to do I'm going to read a name Of uh, list of films Which ones have stuck out Then I'll do my top three
2: The phenomenal ones Huh? The phenomenal ones The
1: phenomenal ones Something uh, Your name mm-hmm. Logan Mm-hmm Spider-Man: Homecoming, mm-hmm. Dunkirk, mm-hmm. The Disaster Artist, Yep, Lego Batman, mm-hmm. Get Out, Blade Runner 2049, and The Last Jedi. So, third position is The Disaster Artist. Well, which I thought was phenomenal, <laughs> <laughs> hence it being in the phenomenal list. Closely, it is also tied. Basically, but I have to pick one because I'm being an adult here with Spider-Man Homecoming. Yep. It's just, um, I've seen a lot of Spider-Man movies. I'd never seen a movie about the Tommy Wiseau story. So that's why it edges its way in a little bit further. Uh, Blade Runner 2049. I've spoken enough about it on here. Still amazed that that film was made and it was as beautiful, lush, honest, respectful to the original. Like just, it blows my mind that a huge budget Blade Runner film was directed by Dennis Villeneuve. Like, yeah, totally. I just. It's like, insane. Yeah, Especially know. from the studio who's doing like Fantastic Fuckers and Where to Beast. Where to, where go, to beast them, And Where to, to Beast. Gr- them, And Where to Growl them. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Johnny Depp Innocent and The Philosopher's Stone and The DCEUs. You know what I mean? Like, yep. just blew my mind that that studio was doing that. But then they also did Lego Batman and stuff. So it's like they don't, they're there not entirely dude, yeah.
2: bizarrely screwed up. There's just like at least most of it is a bit bizarre. Um, um, that movie for me was like. I eventually quite enjoyed it, but I think it was I've, hard never, work. I've never ever had a movie so ruined by one character before, and that was Jared. Except Le- Jared Leto's Suicide Lito's Squad. Work. Well, no, everyone ruined that movie. Yeah, um, but Jared Leto's car- role in uh, in twenty twenty forty nine just just I fucking hated it so much. The- oh, I forgot Baby Driver too. I saw Baby Driver,
1: but we're not allowed to talk about that now because he-, he rapes people. <laughs> <laughs> he does not. Baby. Baby Driver. driver. Yeah, Baby. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Do you know what? <laughs> Glad I haven't seen it I don't support rapists <laughs> Not like you Going along to watch Baby Driver um, Edgar writes in The Last Jedi Really? He's one of the resistance members In The Trenches and Crate at the end
2: So is Gareth Edwards, right?
1: Yes uh, Which leads me to my number one film Oh wow, what a surprise The Last Jedi I'm not, not talking about it here Listen to the last two episodes
2: we've done And probably the next five Probably the next year um, Yeah, I just think like I, I really didn't Baby think... Baby Driver Innocent. <laughs> I really didn't think that Star Wars would be in my top three after seeing it the first time, but That's seeing phenomenal. it again... Maybe but is this, it on your phenomenal list? It's definitely phenomenal. Wow. Absolutely. I think Dunkirk's probably number one for me. Dunkirk is... Did uh, make it make your
1: top three? No. No. I loved it, but I couldn't... I had to put the Disaster Artist above it. And it's... Infin- you know what? Top, yeah. Dunkirk's incredible. If I did top 5 it would include Dunkirk and Homecoming. Sure. The like the fact that Chris Nolan put out a war film and it was as good as that is just crazy. I mean it was always going to be good. Just the fact it was like his shortest film and we're so used to war movies being like very long, very epic,
2: just it didn't hold the audience's hand like it wasn't like, no. you know, this is set Three minutes in, Like you know Three months ago Before this one The time like, stuff it, Was just beautiful I, like The, the time stuff Was probably the most Satisfying uh, Understanding I've had While While watching yeah. a movie And you're like this, year. this is
1: one point And I remember Watching the scene and you're like Oh That's what's happening Yeah you
2: just feel like
1: Oh cool And it's like an hour And ten minutes into it Yeah like, exactly oh. I just think That to me is like A movie where It's almost He's gone out And said Right I'm gonna make A short movie I'm gonna make a movie with barely any dialogue. Thanks
2: for putting a little bit of a British twang when you said "right, right, right." Um, Chris
1: Nolan, <laughs> I'm on the set. What? But it, it seemed like a movie that was made with like limitations in mind, yeah, and 100%. Made, like a challenge to himself, which I think is like so refreshing, as I opposed think it's to like having limited. Um, so did I. It was on my phenomenal list. As yeah. uh, so, you know, we're, we're used to seeing a lot of filmmakers. The higher they climb up the chain, they have uh, more of an infinite resources. Uh, at their disposal Whether it's like You know Basically surrounded by Yes Man But it was nice to see him do Like a really shoot back lean film After you know Interstellar Which is probably arguably And I think it's a fantastic film Probably his most overstuffed movie Like longest film And like driest movie I think It's really yeah, interesting to go from Interstellar yeah. to Dunkirk Like they're two Pole opposites of his career
2: Interstellar actually I mentioned in the last episode That um, like uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi it Stuck with me a week After seeing it Interstellar um, did the same. Interstellar, is yeah, the same. Interstellar is a
1: great film. That yeah. wasn't a knock, but I just thought it's a very long and complicated film with yep. big script and a lot of where this is just pretty much, you know, very scriptless, very primal and very lean, which is so cool. The fact he just, like just did that.
2: It was excellent, and, and it, like you know, it's it's a very patriotic movie without feeling like like. Gross.
1: No, and it's a great story that I had no idea yeah. of. Like, we're so used to American war stories. I don't know if that's just, we don't, I do yeah. know why, because Hollywood generated them all. It was really refreshing to see like a British war story, which was kind of about huge loss. Like, I don't know about that story. That was the first time I'd heard about it. I didn't walk in, like, you know, when you watch like Gettysburg and you know the outcome. Like, I honestly didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah, it totally. was nice to know.
2: Especially when it comes to like you know these random characters, almost nameless characters. It was
1: it sucked. I only like war movies where Mike Myers plays a British general, like in, in *Glorious Bastards*. So it was really shit to see it was Kenneth Branagh.
2: Um, there is a a a, a Winston Churchill movie coming out. Yeah, with, with Gary, Gary Oldman. Oldman playing Winston Churchill. And apparently, it's yeah. unrecognizable, but apparently, it's incredible. So it's I'm, a Christopher
1: Plummer though. <laughs> Oh no! no, no. Okay, they replaced. Uh, that's the other movie where you know Kevin Space was in it. They replaced it with Christopher. Oh, yeah, it's right. just so that, unrecognizable. It's actually Christopher Plummer.
2: <laughs> no, but I'm looking for. I, I might actually see that. It's like extremely not the kind of movie that I would go. Yeah, and wow.
1: See. Oldman and, uh, deserves your attention. Yeah,
2: definitely. Um, and so does Keaton. This was the year that I realized that I love Keaton. I really want to go. Oh, well, Mickey really, Keaton. Michael Keaton was just. He's so, he was so perfect. I, I didn't love Birdman the Man. best MCU. Did you love
1: Birdman? I thought it was fine i didn't have to see it once, so it I, yeah. I prefer the Revenant, which was same director next year,
2: right, but that was a better movie um uh but Spider-Man homecoming, you know as much as they got so much of spider man stuff right, I think it was the bigger the bigger thing it was for me was Marvel finally getting a villain right
1: and to me spider man's always had, and I could be biased, but he's to me, he's had the best rogues gallery in Marvel mm, I think he's character- definitely and they all have a relation to him, like there's always a personal element to that, and I just think. To me, Batman, I think, has the best rogues gallery in DC Universe, just because... The Flash does, but all right. You think The Flash does?
2: I just love... I'm a big Captain Cold boy.
1: That's true, but I just think... I don't know, I love that Batman has, like, personal relations always. Batman doesn't
2: have a, a talking gorilla.
1: Does I, And that's fine by me. <laughs> like, that's actually extremely fine. It's sort of fine. But I think Spidey has, for me, the personally, the best rogues gallery in the MCU. And, you know, Doc Ock, to me, was, like, the it's cinematically the best time we've had a villain with mm. him, like uh, uh, Alfred Molina's Doc Ock and Spidey and Spidey 2 such a great relationship you know they're like student, teacher respect one another and then you know fighting at the same time it's it's brilliant but Michael Keaton a different class of villain 100% um, like it was like a work. he's like the Bruce Springsteen of Marvel villains yeah. you know it was great and I watched it again recently I think I spoke about it on here it, it was so fun to watch again very funny still the best action scenes in a Spidey movie like The scene that really Stood out again Was the scene Within the Washington Monument And he's like Capturing them And it's falling And dropping and dropping And it's like For the first time You really see Spidey Take a beating in this Especially like There's a scene At the end When he goes to confront Michael Keaton And like he's under rubble For a long time And he's like Basically crying yeah. And he's like, me out. And he's just like a really... Con- You've never really seen that in a... Well,
2: Tobey Maguire would like take one hit and then just take his mask off and start crying. He'd reveal himself to the yeah, entire yeah.
1: train and be like, it's me. And then, yeah, but it was really great. He's just like stuck under rubble. Tom Holland just just really, really
2: killed it. Um, all the action scenes take a... Like, take second place for me after that incredible scene when they're driving to the prom. Oh. Uh, I think that's my favourite MCU scene yeah, so Yeah, And like, I just... like. I've never felt more tense in a Marvel movie than a scene where you know three actors a man in a car drives his daughter and Spider-Man to the prom. Yeah, it just it plays the, again. The use of lighting in that, where he you know lingers the traffic so lights longer, are on his face. I just thought that was absolutely compelling. Just and that
1: opening when he opens the door and he goes to the prom. You're like, oh, here we go, and you're just like. Oh, oh, what a fake-out. You guys are fucking brilliant.
2: So similarly to how we felt about Mario plus Rabbids where we didn't really want this thing because, you know, Sony were involved and we got that stupid trailer where they showed us way too much. But yeah. then it ended up being a, a completely out. different movie. Yeah. Um,
1: and, like, it, it, all odds were against it. Like, it's written by six people. Yeah. Like, all odds were against it. It ended up being the most pure Spider-Man movie, I think.
2: And probably... One of, if not my favorite Marvel movie.
1: Yeah, I'd say it's it's definitely top two for me. In
2: a year where we got like them trying to do, go, go as Guardians far 2, out as possible, Ragnarok. like you think... know, and be as different as they could possibly be. But they're just I grounded. Think this, think... this movie's grounded. It's is... a suburban Spider-Man. Exactly. Like, the
1: opening scene him, the the scene which I, we spoke about in our Hey Fam chat. Like I was like, I want three movies of him just patrolling Queens. Yeah. Like getting sandwiches, losing his backpack. Like I was like, this is what I want. Meeting a Ramone. Yeah, meeting a, <laughs> joining the Ramones. <laughs> Dying, having Petey Ramon on the back of merch, then him leaving the band. Just yeah, It writes it was, itself. Yeah, it writes itself. I, I can't wait to see him again and he was a joy to watch. But I'd say they're my favourite films.
2: Yeah, I mean, Your Name, I guess if... I, I would absolutely count that up there in my oh, yeah. top five as I'm well. I'm not going to
1: do it because of that technicality. That was a thing that I discovered this year, which was in cinemas in 2016 here. Yeah. Um, but hey, maybe next year would be on our list when J.J. Abrams makes
2: it. No, I do not want that one no. bit. Um, It's too
1: special. Don't touch it. It's just... It's fine as is. Please don't do anything.
2: We mentioned um, that in the last episode that uh, uh, someone someone made a bot that... um, you know gave all the shitty uh user ratings t- to um last jedi on rotten tomatoes yes and um another movie that i really loved this year that i spoke about recently on that podcast the uh, major lazy movie give me future yeah uh the same thing happened to that movie and they have like a like a two out of ten on imdb what and it's just always like before it even came out it had that for whatever reason
1: it's such a strange thing it's why shit. why that
2: movie i don't know and um it's just so tragic because that is actually a movie that's so much better than you think it's going to be i would love for yeah, I want to watch it. Yeah, try I've got and watch Apple it. Music. It's on Yeah, there. it's free on Apple Music.
1: You're kidding. That movie was being brought down as well. Yeah, yeah. What's with this?
2: It's really fucking weird. Is it people that are like anti Cuba or something? Probably anti Diplo, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, hey, we've that all ex girlfriends. It's fine. That movie, like, you know, absolutely exceeded my complete lack of expectations for that movie. I saw it because I had to, yeah. and then I, I loved, loved it. Yeah. And uh, I think it's like one of, reminded me why I love documentaries. This guy um, loves documentaries. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> um, but Errol Morris over here. 100% check out Give Me Future. It's That's free of music um, and not enough people have watched it. It's a cut. Well, some have and they're given it 2 out of 10. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, those are the movies that, that I enjoyed this year. Yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, the, the the top three, undoubtedly, Dunkirk. Home Star coming. Wars just does it Star so Wars. well
1: Just releasing a movie in December Of course I'm going to love it Of course it's going to creep in my We're, We so
2: easily named our favourite scenes from most of those movies What's your favourite scene in Star Wars? Uh, oh, in The Last Jedi We already said, we said that last episode, didn't we? The fucking I don't
1: know what my favourite scene is
2: Ray, Snoke and uh, Yeah, Kylo. Without also giving away, I don't Luke and us.
1: Kylo at the end
2: Yeah, oh yeah, that's brilliant, isn't it?
1: Yeah, there's a few Chewie and the pork. <laughs> Um,
2: Luke and the milk
1: are to projecting the message for Luke to try and get him to do the, the cheap shot. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so it's so much.
2: Do you think? So we, we said that games. It was undoubtedly like a, the the most amazing year for games. Do you yeah. feel the same way about uh, movies and TV? Yeah, I think
1: this year was a good. Uh, maybe TV less for me, and that's just because I didn't explore enough of it. Quality over quantity. Yes, everything was quality that I watched, but maybe I'm just getting more selective with my choices and being more protective of what i spend my time doing films i mean i can't believe you know that list i just wrote out so many films that were well, made in
2: particular blockbusters like blockbusters. i feel like year after year i'm seeing less and less yeah. smaller movies it was nice
1: to see smart different blockbusters especially ones that are part of franchises which are normally not smart and different neither they of follow... us saw the
2: big sick i really wanted to see that i saw it out. oh you saw it it, you was it? it was great yeah, terrific film okay
1: cool. great great very sweet on, very well written um just really well made film great message
2: yeah, and yeah. I, I loved Camel uh, in um, uh, Silicon Valley this year. TJ
1: Miller, Innocent. Oh, pff. <laughs> <laughs> this
2: is not a good bit, Angus.
1: It's great because we can look back on it and go like, oh, yeah, we should have done that. And your name's
2: <laughs> fine. It's just me. Your name is a great movie. I agree.
1: Your name is Angus.
2: Your name, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> My name, Jeff. Best um, best um, bringing back of a meme. 22 Jump Street. Jeff. 22 Jump Street, My name Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> Any other rewards? We're gonna do a music episode maybe as a Patreon bonus or we actually present it like a radio show. Yeah. Early next year. We reckon um, five songs each. Yeah, and we just kind of like say why we liked the song and yeah that kind of thing. What what was the what was the genre you listened to most this year?
1: Maybe hip hop.
2: Yeah. Rap for I'd sure. say
1: my favorite album, maybe off the gecko right now without giving it too much It was Tyler the Creator's Flower Boy. Yeah, see, I'm I'm so hesitant
2: to listen to that because I, I just associate him with the shock kind of stuff that he used to do. We all grow baby. Yeah. I
1: it's beautiful. It's lush. The it's, stuff I heard, I
2: heard the song with Frank Ocean on it. I love that. And yeah. that I even loved like, you know, on, on his his first album, that song She. With she Frank with Frank Ocean. Ocean. Yeah. It's brilliant too, but
1: beautiful production, beautiful story, beautiful coming out story. I think it is like, we still haven't really confirmed. It's uh, it's uh It's something that if you said five years ago, this is what this artist would be doing, you would laugh and be like, no, he's not going to potentially come out as, Homosexual Like that's the, You know what I mean It's very Oh is that Is that like the Underlying oh, he seems to be like, Kissing it. dudes on it. Yeah the whole album Is basically him coming out So it's Flower Boy There's a whole song Called Garden Shed About him being In the shed in, And he comes out Finally Like oh. it's like A coming out album It's extremely interesting And I'm not saying it At all uh, clearism of Previous things he said mm-hmm. But Knowing Toxic masculinity With the rap genre And maybe Perhaps wanting to fit in And say stuff To deny uh your true calling and emotion it could it it kind of in a sense might paint what we saw as like schlocky stunts and offensive things to as a personal barrier yeah yeah, it's been more or less it's a coming out album for intents and purposes and there's a lot of tweet it's interesting it's it's sad and if you have a look back in his twitter account two years ago he's like oh i tried coming out and people just laughed at me like and it's like oh he was actually talking talking about this for years.
2: Or he was trolling us. Well, we just
1: don't know. And yeah. that's a beauty. Then, it took, then that to me is like, then what is the artist? Like, I don't want to know what every artist is eating for breakfast and being honest on the internet. Like, <laughs> it's nice to have mystery about somebody. Yeah. But listen to the album. I will. I've
2: got it queued up on my... Uh, my-
1: yeah, oh, I think it's my friend. favorite produced record of the year.
2: I enjoy. I love the the music best best music lists of the year because yeah, it's so much easier to so now, now that we have streaming services. You yeah. just kind of anything you miss, you just add to your phone and listen to it. You see you like can.
1: Pitchfork's top fifty albums, and there's a playlist of it. And you're like, oh great, and you yeah, just, like, totally. Grab the whole thing, and you go, cool, I'll listen to that.
2: Yeah, uh, for me, I guess off the top of my head, like, I loved Kamiya. Um, Kamiya. Again, oh, this...
1: Brockhampton's another shout-out for me. Oh, like, yeah, love yeah. The saturation records.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I, I think I, if I knew more about the artists within it, yeah. like, the songs are cool, but I don't know who is who. Yeah. That, no, it, I don't think they do. That's, yeah, sure. There's like
1: 20 of them.
2: Yeah. Um, that stops me from getting into it. I don't know why. Um, but uh, I really loved Kamaya. Um, Kamaya's great. Her mixtape, um, Before I Wake, is fucking excellent. Um, and uh, Amine... Yeah, I mean, Mina's record's are awesome. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed that. Real
1: like enjoyable.
2: Yeah, it's just super fun hip hop. Um, Reminds
1: me of like Chance rapper was doing back in the day.
2: Yeah, but a bit more hood, I guess. I don't more know. More hood, but yeah. just
1: more that happiness, like that more like positivity. Definitely, like um, it, it channels that positivity.
2: Yeah, and uh, and I really loved. Except uh, he's
1: doing a dookie on the cover, which is hilarious.
2: Oh, it's so funny. He's on the toilet, just like my, just like the uh, the rabbits were. Yeah, in, in, uh,
1: yeah, yeah. A- MA's the. Do Do you call him big T titties? <laughs>
2: But, yeah, I mean, we'll go we'll music. I'm now like, what did I say? I mean, so Don't say it. We'll close it now. Like, well, yeah, yeah. There's a whole bunch of uh, records that I love this year. So, we'll do, a, we'll do a music episode next year that you'll be able to hear on our Patreon. Yeah. And then, hopefully, that'll be like the regular bonus that we do instead we'll do of music. commentaries. We'll do yeah. like little radio shows. We
1: realize commentaries are, A, not interesting and be just really difficult for yeah. us to try and be interested, and, pro- and
2: for you to listen to too. But if you disagree with us, if you'd rather commentaries over music. Tell us and we won't listen. Let us do one music one for you first so you yeah. can decide the truthful way. Um, but you can fi- get all that content at patreon.com slash heyfam. Um, we hope you've had a beautiful year this year. Thank you. Uh, we hope you, we've made at least the top 10 when it comes to your podcast. Of oh, the year. Wow.
1: Yeah, yeah I I'd mean, like to think so. I'd just like top to 10. think you've filed us under phenomenal.
2: Yeah, that's, a, that's the main thing doesn't matter where we, where we are numerically.
1: Look, we're one of the last standing ones. I've seen a lot of podcasts start around our time that don't exist anymore. Like what? They're out there. Okay. That was a vague sentiment.
2: Serial? Serial's gone. Um, we lost... Um, Little
1: Peeps podcast. Is we gone. lost
2: Hamish and Andy.
1: Hamish and Andy, Fallen Soldiers.
2: Uh, Fitzy and Whipper have a podcast? Not it's, anymore. Not it's anymore. Gone. Gone. It's gone. It's out of here. Hey fam, forever though. Hey yeah. fam, innocent.
1: Hey fam, innocent. <laughs> that can be a t-shirt. Kanye West tweet.
2: Oh, that's really good Just put it on there We're, we're going to make t-shirts next year, everybody yeah.
1: hey fam innocent
2: Hey fam innocent I love it Ken, Kanye West tweet that <laughs> says hey, fam, that says, hey innocent. fam innocent That's real good It is um, Well, if you want to find us online and give us more t-shirt ideas I'm at levdog on Twitter Angus is at chimichangus and, Not on uh, Facebook Not on Facebook Still not on Facebook uh, And But we are on Facebook Well, I am representing yeah. hey fam on Facebook You can find me at hey fam Podcast.
1: I'm trying to come back
2: Hayfanpockets@gmail.com. If you want to send Angus some well wishes now that he's dead, take photos
1: of what's happening on Facebook and just send it to me. In, that's a great in the idea. Mail it's so an incredible. Who, idea. No one can take that from me. A physical thing in my hands.
2: Um, have a beautiful, beautiful New Year's Eve, especially if you're at Falls Festival, Byron Bay. You're there. I'm there. The eggs there. The eggs there. That's 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 my hay fan.
1: That's one reason to go and one reason to reconsider <laughs> going. I'm not going to say who's who. <laughs>
2: um. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast, and we will see you. you see you next year. We're going to do a predictions episode. That'll be yeah. Fine. That fun. Yeah, I predict
1: that we're going to have a very similar response to solo. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, yeah, definitely go and um, and listen to our predictions episode from last year. Yeah, I can't wait to do the predictions. Oh, that, that was for you as well. It's fun listening back and right finding out what predictions we got right and wrong. How a,
1: how do we go this year?
2: I don't know. I will have to listen to it. Yeah, I'll, do you want me to listen to it and write I'll down our predictions? Do okay. do you,
1: I, I think we thought that um, Justice League would be good. Wow, I think.
2: I don't think I did. I, I'm, I'm going to go out there. I'm pretty sure that I said it I was going to be terrible. I think
1: we we're hopeful for Homecoming. I think we said Ragnarok's going to be great. Yeah, we'll see. We're pretty good this year, I think. We said The Last Jedi was going to be great. It's not really a prediction, is
2: it? Just fact. It's fact. Star, Star Wars Innocent. Enjoy your 2018 morning. George Lucas Innocent. <laughs> hey! Bam! bam, bam, bam.